Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going swell. We made it. It's the end of the year, 2022. Out the window. See ya. Adios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. Not bad. That's See a wrap. You later. You know, good things, bad things happen, but that's life. That's how we get through it. So this is it. This is the last Dynasty Nerds show of 2022. Yep. Uh, we always take off between uh, Christmas and New Year's because, you know, it's just too good of a week to be doing anything that's work-related whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and as much as I love talking Dynasty fans football, sometimes it's still work. Sometimes. You know? you know, anytime you it's have fun to work. do something. It's very fun work. But it can still be work sometimes. Yeah. But I put in my weeks of vacation. I put my vacation time in way early. PTO. Uh, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll be going out to the mountains. Going to do a lot of snowboarding. I'm going to snowboard a whole week. Matt's going to join me for uh, a am. couple of days. We're going to spend New Year's together and do some boarding. Can't wait for that in the mountains of New York. That'll be awesome, it's man. It's going to be swell. Yep. So it's, it's been a good year. You know, uh, nice. hopefully everybody out there won their fantasy football matchup. If not, well, we got a lot of work to do. From here on out. Always next year. So we figured a good way to end this year is do a fun show. Um, and we're going to redraft the rookies from 2020, 2021, and 2022. Yes. PPR, 1QB. Uh, and just kind of pick them and talk about them and see kind of where we stand where these young group of players and where they stand overall amongst players. Uh, there, were, there was a lot of discussion and debate last time we did this because I don't know if you guys remember, we didn't draft Cam Akers. And there was like a huge like blow up on, on Twitter that some popular show did not draft uh, Cam Akers in the first three rounds. Oh, no. <laughs> how's that How's that one working out? I mean, through three rounds, I mean, we probably could have got him in there we, somewhere. We squeezed. I think that was kind of on purpose by the end of it. We were like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I would say, um, again, this is, you know, you could take it as back padding, narcissism, whatever you want to do it. But most times... More times than not, when people criticize us for things that we say mm-hmm. or to where we go against, when we go against the grain, we're right more than we're wrong. Especially when the three of us are in unison on it. That's it, the big thing. Yeah. When the three of us are in unison about it, it's it's a pretty good chance. Listen, right. There's, there's people out there that love to hate no matter what. Like but. me not liking DJ Moore is going to end up being true. So that's like going to be the one of the exceptions because <laughs> I'm out here by myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> DJ Moore, man. Uh I had some stats on DJ Moore I was going to use for the show, but he wasn't in this window. Too old. He's, uh, he's outside the window. He's basically he was over, 2018. He's two years past. The he's window. over the hill, basically, guys. And you're still hanging on to this guy. That's <laughs> his prime. Well, well dude, a, a quick DJ Moore uh, stat like we saw. <laughs> can't resist. I can't resist. <laughs> like, it doesn't work. Somebody <laughs> needs to hear it. He's a buy before the New Year's. So I got, I'm going to be here for two weeks. I got to let the nerd herd know. Yeah. You know, uh, we saw that one stat from uh, the guy. Oh, I can't remember his name. You know where he is? Jared sent over. The thing from the guy. The, the, well, the one with the uh, face. Wide uh-huh. receivers versus man coverage, and how often they oh, win versus that, man yeah, coverage, yeah, yeah. and how and he, how he just made the list. He was he was ten, right? He was list. He was number ten overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's somebody that's still super young. He's somebody yeah, that uh, he's still not old. Consistently gets the, uh, gets the, gets the targets that he needs. Plays a ton of snaps. Um, I mean, he has. He's just missing a good quarterback. Pretty much. That's. I mean, that's been his. That's been his, his entire career is lots of flashes of potential, some really big plays, and then overall, just 
inconsistency because not because he's a bad player, but just because he they've had some of the worst quarterback play in Carolina that any team has seen over recent memory. So yeah, and he plays all the time. Let me ask you guys, Terry McLaurin or him, like skill wise. Terry McLaurin. Uh DJ Moore. DJ Moore. For you. I'm gonna go McLaurin, I think. I I, th- I think McLaurin's a little bit better. And he's he's just he is what he is. He's a wide receiver too. And that's and that's what I see in DJ Moore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm not I'm not trying to go out on this limb and say like DJ Moore is bad. I just don't like him as much as you guys. Yeah. And and that's all I guess I want that to be the point that people actually hold on to, not that I just hate DJ Moore. Right. I just don't see him as a as a, like a difference maker like an elite guy. I think I think you can get a DJ Moore. Right. In other places, so so I, I, he's I, not a differentiator for me. I see him as a low end wide receiver one potential if he gets a good quarterback. If he gets a quarterback, but I, I think the same could be said about Terry McLaurin. He, yeah, absolutely. You know, if he if he had a good quarterback, yeah, but he's got Jahan Dotson out there to kind of argue with. You know? Jahan Dotson has looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude just scores tutties. <sighs> Terrace Marshall started to come along though. On, on a unrelated but related yeah, note, he's starting three. to look a little bit better. A little bit better. Yeah, better so than never. You know, it's funny about DJ Moore too. Uh, as we get in here uh, for prize picks, you know, I, I want to go out in the year. I want to get. I had picked out four good prize picks to end the year on. So mm-hmm. prize picks, of course, if you if you don't know, and it's the first time you're listening, uh, they're a sponsor of ours that we absolutely adore. I'm gonna be going to New York and putting some good action in here. Basically, all you do is you go in it. It's a props, right? Like it's the over under. Like, do you think this player will do this? Yes or no? You get. Three out of five or five for five, you can win up to 10 times your money. Ooh, so you can win, you know, put 20 bucks down, you win 10, $200 on, uh, on 10, the app. $10, $200. And that's a lot of cash $2, flow. $2,000? That's what it is. Christmas is right around the corner. <laughs> Start filling those stockings with the pennies. So for me, <laughs> crash. <laughs> you kids are so disappointed, aren't they? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm the dad. What are you going to do? Pennies. Pennies. Yeah, well, Great. if you're going to make a tough decision, what kind of corner are you going to flip, huh? You flip a quarter and it rolls down the drain. You're going to be a little salty. That's a whole year's worth of decisions for you, son. <laughs> Here's 352 pennies. You never have to wonder again. <laughs> you just flip that coin. Good heads, go. heads is A, tails B. You're good like, to go. You know, Daniel Jones going to go over 195 and a half receiving yards. <laughs> Richest receiving yards. Rich. <laughs> Hopefully not. Doesn't look good because he's a quarterback. <laughs> Rich's kids are going to be taking multiple choice question tests, flipping a coin. I don't need to study. My dad gave me a bunch of choices right here. Is that like the two-faced origin story right there? Is that why he carries that coin? Yes. His dad just filled his stocking with coins. A, B, or C. What is this? We're getting deep now. We're going DC Comics. I love it. So prize picks, that's what they do. It's the, it's the over-unders, right? Just a whole bunch of props on there. Uh, they have a lot of gimmies. Like today, tonight's I think it was like Bradley Beer, Beal over like 10 points or something along those lines. And that's what's nice about it too. Like you can mix multi-sports. You can pick mm-hmm. soccer, wrestling, baseball, basketball, college basketball, football, all these different sports and kind of put them all together and find the perfect ones for you. So you're not just just limited to the NFL. Here are my four Four prize picks, picks of the week. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's hear it. I like Daniel Jones over 195.5 passing yards. Mm. They're playing Minnesota. Minnesota is like literally the 31st team ranked against a quarterback. Consistently give up big time games. Daniel Jones looked pretty good. I know he's getting done on the ground too athletically, but Darius Slayton. I look for Saquon to step up in this game as well. Yeah, Saquon will be a nice option out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. And they are starting to get some other guys involved. Hodgins. Hodgins. Yeah, Yeah, Hodgins has looked pretty good out there. Um, I like Ramondre Stevenson 
over 60 and a half rushing yards versus the Bengals. Uh, the so Bengals good. right now, mid-tier, like the bottom, the top of the bottom third against the running back right now. So they're giving up a lot of points to top the running back. Top of the bottom. Top of the bottom. Top of the bottom. Top of life right there. It's like kind of like Scottish <laughs> or no Irish. Top of the bottom to you. <laughs> top of the bottom. Why the bottom? I hate that guy. <laughs> but I'm polite. Uh, so I like the over that 16 and a half rushing yards. Uh, Amon Ra St. Brown over 76.5 receiving yards. They're playing Carolina. Carolina, I know they got JC Horn pretty solid, but they've been 30th against the wide receiver right now when it comes to fantasy football well, production. On top of that, Amon Ra runs mostly from the slot, so JC mm-hmm. Horn probably won't even mess with him. And my last favorite one, DJ Moore. Over there it is. 53.5 receiving yards. They're playing Detroit. Same thing. Yeah, they've been uh, giving up boatloads. Terrible against the pass mm-hmm. yep. right now. So, but he's got a Cuda on him. You better watch out. Yeah, Jeff Cuda, pretty good. Pretty good. She banged up. A Cuda, the Barracuda. So, and that's what Price Picks does. You, you know, you take those four, you win some cash, you got the holiday, holiday to spend it all on because everybody wants everything from you because it's the holidays, and they're like, "Hey, where's my gift?" And you get like, one of those hey. as seen on TV uh, money guns with all your Price Picks winnings. <laughs> 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 We're all rich. <laughs> So check them out. Make sure you use that promo code NERDS. You're going to get a 100% instant deposit match. It helps support us, helps support our sponsors. Using that promo code NERDS, let them know you're here. here. Um, and wait for your states to kind of open up. You know, Ohio opens up uh, legal sports gambling. doesn't mean prize picks will be there January 1st. Can't January wait. January 1st. going to be so I'm poor. excited about that. You're going to be behind here. like, I need this picks. <laughs> my wife's gone. I smoke, ro- I smoke rocks, Joe Rogan. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Calm down, Joe Rogan. <laughs> so, prize picks, promo code NERDS. And, of course, we only have a week and a half left of the Dynasty Nerds promo, Holiday 25. This gives you 25% off either your yearly membership Oof. or your one month of the membership. Check it out. The, the film room, all 22, tons and tons of tape in there on these rookies. Mm-hmm. Just sit there, watch some B. John Robinson, and just wish you had the 1-1. Because he looks that good. He looks really and, good. And check out the rest of this running back class, you know, like Jameer Gibbs. Check yep. out these receivers. Sean Tucker, yep. Yeah, so, there's a lot of good players. Holiday 25, you're going to save 25%. And it's only good for uh, another week and a half. It's our biggest promotion yet. It's our biggest discount. Jump on there. If you buy it for the year, I promise you, you're going to reap the benefits of that with all the tools that we have. The GM 2.0 is going to launch right around mid-January. Uh, we had a big meeting about that last night. Ooh, it absolutely beautiful and stunning. so nice. And it's going to be an app. So if you don't have the Dynasty Nerds app right now, get out there and get on there. Well, right now it's just a mock draft app. We'll be uploading the 2023 rookies here soon once everybody declares. Uh, but pretty soon it's going to be the Dynasty Nerds app and the GM. So make sure you get out there, download that, check it out. All right, guys, you ready to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. What, right. are, what are you doing? Uh, Superflex, one QB, one QB, one QB, QB. PPR, right? Otherwise, we're going to be talking quarterbacks. We're kicking it old school. We, it, the whole show, the whole first show would be quarterbacks, right? Yeah, at least the first like four, one, five. two, three, four, five, <laughs> six. six. The first six picks would be quarterbacks. Yeah, no doubt. You would take all six of those guys over Jefferson and Chase? Dude, I gave Trevor Lawrence a massive boost in my Superflex no. rankings. I think I might take Justin Jefferson over a couple of those guys. I would take Justin Jefferson over... Yeah, you're right. I would take Justin <laughs> So I had the first pick uh, in my 1QB PPR overall rankings. Uh, so it doesn't have to be the first pick in this 2020, 2021, 22 class. It'd be my number one pick overall in a dynasty startup. And that's Justin Jefferson. Mm. You know, digging into this, I, I went through it like I was doing some notes for the show. Uh, and I just went, I'm like, oh, Justin Jefferson. Let me let me just tell you why he's a 1-1. Even though it's clear as day. 
Mm-hmm. And I went down this rabbit hole with Justin Jefferson for about 45 minutes. And what I came away with is Justin Jefferson potentially is on pace to become the greatest fantasy football wide receiver we've ever seen. Not just a, you know, a great one, the best we've ever seen. And all you can go through is so far as what he's done so far. So through weeks 15, he's currently wide receiver one overall Uno. and PPR. Yep. He's averaging 23.4 points per game. Last year in 21, he averaged 19.4 points per game, and he was wide receiver four. Wide receiver six is rookie year. So he averaged 17.1 points per game. So he's getting a little bit better there. Mm-hmm. Now, on top of that, he's a target hog. He leads all NFL in targets with 158. Um, outside of DJ Moore, um, it's just outside of like the quarterbacks. I mean, Justin Jefferson, DJ Moore, and Michael Pittman Jr. are the three players that have played the most snaps for their NFL teams. 96% of the time, they are on the field getting ready to the, uh, catch the football. And that's that, good stat. That's I, I didn't know about that about Pittman either. <clears throat> Very sneaky stat. I, yeah. I got a couple more notes about Pittman down there as well. Uh, but Michael Pittman Jr., DJ Moore, and Justin Jefferson, outside of the quarterback, play the most snaps of anybody in the NFL. So obviously most quarterbacks play 100% of the snaps. Sure, right. They're playing 96% of the snaps. It's crazy. And on top of Justin Jefferson, he's also third in the NFL for passes not caught. He's only got three drops. So there's passes that weren't uh, catchable with 47. Those are some singular Justin Jefferson stats. Now, who's his competition? Like to start the career off hot. Well, there's two rookies or two players that really came out like gangbusters. That's Randy Moss and Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. from 2000, um, where was he? From 2014 to 2016, his rookie year, he's wide receiver seven in 12 games, wide receiver five and wide receiver four. So he's never finished higher than wide receiver three. Um, And Justin Jefferson has already done that. He's already wide receiver one right now, and he's wide receiver four last year. So on an overall finish-wise, better than Odell Beckham Jr. Where Odell Beckham got is his rookie year in those 12 games. He Mm -hmm. averaged 24.6 points per game. That was insane. Which is better than anybody here that I'm going to talk about. Randy Moss from 1998 to 2000. Different game back then, different era. So it's a little bit different on a points per game basis. He never averaged over 20. His highest was 19.56 in his third year. That was, was that that time though was very running back centric. Yes, and, and there was a lot more value there, and it was very hard to find wide receivers back then. That that especially that were anywhere close to he, that. Randy Moss finished in the yeah. top ten overall. He was wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver one. Averaged nineteen point four points for his career. So amongst those three, we know how Odell Beckham's career has turned out. Like. Not, not going to be the greatest all time. No. Randy Moss, one of the greatest receivers we've ever seen. Sure. To me, the best receiver I've ever seen in my life, Randy Moss. If I could pick one wide receiver for one game in their prime. He was unstoppable. It'd be Randy Moss. Un- I mean, unstoppable. He he would be my number one as well. Megatron would be a close second. Megatron's number two. Yeah. Now, Justin Jefferson's biggest, biggest competition, competition in my eyes for greatest receiver, fantasy receiver of all time isn't OBJ or Randy Moss. Those are just the two best, three best starts we've seen in the NFL. Right. Randy Moss, Odell Beckham, and Justin Jefferson. His biggest competition for the greatest wide fantasy receiver of all time is... Jerry uh, Rice. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Oh, Antonio Brown. Um, didn't really come out until his second year. His second year, he was wide receiver 34 overall because Mike Wallace was on the same team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mike Wallace did better than him. But once Mike Wallace left in his third year, in 2013, he was wide receiver three, then wide receiver one, Wide receiver one, 
wide receiver one, wide receiver one. That's not, and a, that's not, five. that's not a record skipping by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> between the year 2013, and 2018, he was, he was the worst as last year, wide receiver five, wide receiver one, all in between and wide receiver three. So insane numbers. That's yeah. his competition, right? So Jamar, Ch- Justin Jefferson's not just a one, one here. It's, it's the one, one startup. It's a, it's interesting where he would go in a super flex draft. Mm-hmm. And I would argue for my redraft teams, like looking back at looking at the players that are going number one, like the Christian McCaffrey's the Austin Eckler held up, but Austin Eckler didn't even go one. Um, Jonathan Taylor, like there's a good chance next year. If I had to one, one, I'm just taking Justin Jefferson. I'm He's taking, safe. I'm taking the safe, so safe. I'm taking the safe guy. So, Looking at all these and reading into this and seeing what he's on pace for, and a lot mm-hmm. of things could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins come in and he can find he can find a wide, wide receiver. I think Justin Jefferson's special enough. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I agree. So to me, looking at this, how much of an overpay would you be willing to spend on the greatest fantasy receiver of all time? At, I mean, at the age that he's at right now. I would be willing to overpay by a fairly significant amount. Um, I, I guess what is what is the asking price? Are we starting at three first, just and, and super flex? See, to me, that's an easy give. Right, three first, an <coughs> easy give. Yeah, yeah, I, I would too. The, the only time I would maybe hesitate if one of those three was the one one this year, sure. that would be the only way I would like hesitate a little bit. I'd want to know where those other two were. But at the same time, that's like. That might be the only piece that's enticing enough to get, to get, get, to get it done. Team. You know yeah. what I mean? Because as a person that has a bunch of shares of, of Justin Jefferson, I would mm-hmm. I'd basically laugh in people's faces if they weren't coming correct. So yeah. so it let's would say have to be someone offered serious. you one one this year, and we'll say it's super flex league because most of our leagues are sure one one this year, one three this year, and one five this year. Would you do that for? That's a lot of good value. It's a lot of it's a good class, super flex. So there's some quarterbacks in there. So here's the deal: if it, if I was in a rebuild and Justin Jefferson was my only piece, and mm-hmm. I I had I didn't have a lot of draft capital, that would be something I would consider. If I was on the flip side of that for whatever reason, and you know, like I was a more contending team, I think I would have a hard time getting rid of a very known commodity in Justin Jefferson for a bunch of unknowns, mm-hmm. um, and that is how I would see it. Um, so. Do the three pieces that I don't really know if they're going to pan out and be something, is that enough to sway me away from a difference, like a the one one of difference makers at a normal position? And I don't, I don't think it would. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that would really depend on my team, as most of these most things of these deals would sure. would. Um, but if if I was looking for a total rebuild and I had almost no assets, and it was just 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 Justin Jeff. That's a hard one for Justin. Justin <laughs> if I Jefferson, just so. had Justin Jefferson, then I, I would consider giving away for for that package that you just that's presented. A good, that's a good haul. Mm-hmm. I would consider giving away Justin Jefferson for. But that it would have to be place. something like that where you're looking at one one plus two other first round picks that are like legitimate first round picks, not just and eleven and twelve. Right, because that's that doesn't even move the needle like uh, in, in the Justin Jefferson conversation. Anyway, mm-hmm. he, he's a hard needle to move Justin yeah. Jefferson. Like he's the kind of player just looking for any kind of window to put your hand right. in there. And hopefully if you have the one, one, you hope that B. John Robinson hype starts to grow so crazy right. that could open a window for Justin Jefferson. What about this? Would you give Jamar chase in a late first for Justin Jefferson? Who's my number two overall player right. on the board overall? 
Right. Um, Jamar Chase has never been wide receiver one in two years. <laughs> I, know it's, it's not a lot of, <laughs> I know it's not a lot of time, but we're talking about a guy that averages about three points less per game than Justin Jefferson. Is that worth, like, is that three points per game worth another first? I'm really struggling with this. It's a tough one. It really is. I mean, if you just look at his rookie rookie year compared to Justin Jefferson's, there are some comparisons to be drawn there. They both had, uh, I think, monster years. I think Jamar Chase had a, a little bit more as far as yardage. I think it was 14, like 55 to 1408 or something Justin like that. Justin Jefferson at his rookie year averaged 17.1 points per game in 16 games. Jamar Chase averaged 17.9. So he averaged 18.8 points more his rookie year. This year, Jamar Chase is averaging 20.6 points per game. Justin Jefferson's averaging 23.4. So it's close, man. I don't know that I... Late first, too, like 11-12. Yeah, I might do that, actually. I like Justin Jefferson that much. <laughs> so you'd rather Justin Jefferson? I, I might do that. I might do Ch- Chase and... Oh, gosh, is it really worth it? That's the thing. Like <sighs> the the stability of Justin Jefferson has been so nice. Mm-hmm. Not that not that Chase has been unstable necessarily. No, but, he missed but, a but chunk he, of games this injuries. year. He missed like four games this year. Yeah, I think I'll go Chase in the pick. Pick. I think I'll go Chase, but that's so close. Yeah, being a late first kind of makes it like. Those late firsts sometimes can be slightly overrated. You know, right. this class is pretty deep. At the same time, even deep classes. Like if it was last year, you're looking at potentially Christian Watson, Jahan Dotson. Like mm-hmm. those were guys in that range. And you'd probably be decently happy with that if you made that deal. But you could have also had, you know, Sky Moore, who right now isn't looking great at all. Um, you could have. You could flip it and say you had George Pickens and Jamar Chase. And you'd be like, oh, I'd rather have George Pickens sure. and Jamar Chase. So sure. right. it's an interesting. I just want to bring that up because. Yeah. When you get a player like and Jamar Chase could easily enter this category too, but mm-hmm. I just want to go back to like how special Justin Jefferson has been, and when it's all said and done, you know when you see that stretch of like Julio Jones, another person who's been an all timer. Yep. Um, you know, AJ Green was up there for a while. Like DeAndre Hopkins has been up there for a very long time. This to get this out of Justin Jefferson for the next six years is. Again, it's like finding that unicorn. That's the kind of player he is. And now, yep. can Jamar Chase be that too? Yeah, but once you get outside of Jamar Chase, it's over with. You know what I mean? Like, it's that conversation ends. Uh, there's some really good players I love, but like, mm. there's no other Justin Jefferson. And Jamar Chase is the closest thing we got. Right. But I, I, it's hard for me to foresee. Do you see anybody taking Jamar Chase outside of a Bengals fan, number one overall? No. Okay. No, me neither. Um, uh, so let's move on to my pick number two. Let's just roll right into it. Jamar Chase is going to be my pick here mm-hmm. at number two. I think it's a fairly easy pick with Justin Jefferson off the board to just go ahead and gobble him up. And the thing about, you know, let's talk about the difference a little bit more. I mean, Justin Jefferson, they're both great players. They're both, they're just different players, right? The way that they, they win is different. I mean, Justin Jefferson, the, did you see the... <laughs> Did you see the route that he put on this past weekend? You texted me. <laughs> Filthy. Filthy, man. It was just, oh my gosh. That that's kind of stuff isn't in Jamar Chase's bag. He's got a different set of skills. He's going to be able to win more contested. I guess you could throw it to him when he's kind of not as open as a guy like Justin uh, Jefferson. He does a Justin little more Jefferson. bully ball. He, yeah. He's a little bit more bully ball. He's a little bit more go up and get it type of guy. Not that that stuff's not in Justin Jefferson's uh, bag of tricks because... <laughs> 
<laughs> I think he, he has a lot of – he's got an unlimited bag, that Justin Jefferson guy. But Jamar Chase has a lot of ways to win that kind of don't need that kind of exact precision route running that's going to break somebody's ankles like like Justin Jefferson has. So um, that's kind of where I – he's slightly more physical, I would say. But Justin Jefferson, man, can you see some of the hits he's dude's taking and just getting up? He does. He's, I mean, I don't know. The dude's He's tough. Special. He is. So uh, back to Jamar Chase, my pick. <laughs> you're, you're, you're waxing poetic about his pick. Great back, pick, Rich. Great pick. Back to, back to Jamar Chase. He's the, clearly the number two guy. He's better than anyone else, but he's just not as good as Justin Jefferson. That's why I'm taking him here because he's not there. I mean, the rapport he's got with Joe Burrow, yeah. the, the longevity he's going to have. The, yeah. And the hat, I mean, I think the, here's the one thing you give Jamar Chase over Justin Jefferson. That long-term rapport and uh, connection with Joe Burrow. Like, that's right. not going anywhere. It's not. For literally their entire career. So yep. you have that. And as that grows, you can get that Peyton Man and Marvin Harrison kind of like sure. combo, right? Like, those that does mean a lot. That actually does hold weight uh, mm-hmm. in the league. So what happens after Kirk Cousins will be important for Justin Jefferson. So there's a chance four years from now, Jamar Chase is our Dynasty 1-1 just because, oh, dude, Joe. We all know how good Justin Jefferson is. He just got to get that quarterback. You know, right. it's like, how much longer is Baker Mayfield going to last in Minnesota? <laughs> <laughs> Not long. Not long if he doesn't throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. Oh, uh, that one where Van Jefferson was wide open yesterday. I missed it. I, did, uh, I didn't see it. Was it bad? Was it, it pretty the egregious? The worst part is, is like, Baker takes a couple steps. He looks downfield like where Van Jefferson, you assume that's where he was looking. Right. And Je- Jefferson is nice little filthy route where he dug in and then went out to the... Uh, uh, out route and it just he had it was it could have been a touchdown and he uh, didn't even took a sack instead so yeah well there's that there you go yeah. didn't even throw it hey he had the one game and it was fun it so, was fun so this is consensus Nostalgic. one 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 two yeah Jamar I, Chase Justin you guys Jefferson. got the easy picks there's sure no did. there's no wrong answer unless you take Jamar Chase first <laughs> <laughs> there's no wrong answer unless it's the wrong one. Unless you unless you do something other than what I did. So now let's get into the let's get into the thick of it. I think this is where we're gonna start seeing some differential in our like our agreements, like where we would take somebody. Yeah. Now we have you know outside the receivers, which way we can go. So Garrett, let's see where we're gonna go here. I had a really hard time with this pick. And and as soon as we kind of set things up for this and I had the third pick, I was like, Oh crap. Like, <laughs> so I, you knew the one, 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 two. I say like, hard time. This yeah. is, we're, we're literally drafting this live. We have no idea who somebody's yeah. going to pick. Yeah. So I, I know who I'm taking. I know who I'm taking. I struggled a little bit, but basically it came down to looking at these lists. I look at the quarterbacks too early for quarterback. Sure. And QB. Yep. Yep. I look at the running backs. There's a lot of names on there that I like, mm-hmm. but the running back position is, is tough right now. Like I, there's, there's a lot of ick right now with the running back position. There's something with every one of these guys. There is. There's you something just look with at, uh, every mm, single one uh, of them. Mm, uh. So it's it's tough. Wide receiver, there's a lot of good names, a lot of exciting players. Sure. But there's really just one tight end. Yep. And that's really <laughs> kind of how it boiled down for me was of all of the players on here over the past three years, yes, are there some tight ends that I like? For sure. Dolcich, Komet, Fryermuth, like those are those are nice players. But I don't think any of those have an opportunity to ascend the position. And look, I get it that this year was frustrating with Kyle Pitts. He didn't have a big year, and then he got injured on top of it. But even in this year where they're like, well, they never threw the ball and blah, 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 blah. He still actually had the fifth best target share 
among all tight ends this year. So even though they didn't throw the ball a ton, when they threw it, it was going to Kyle Pitts a lot. We saw a lot of six and seven target games. In fact, he averaged six targets per game. So he's he averaged a good amount of targets for a team that did not throw the ball a lot. It's not like he's in in uh, Minnesota. He's not in Kansas City. He's not in you know some of these teams that are just airing it out a ton. They hadn't had like a net two hundred fifty yard passing game like all season, right? It's in Atlanta, so that's just how little they were passing the ball, and that's by design. They were they were trying to hide the fact that Mariota can't throw the ball. I mean, just can't terrible. throw the ball. Yeah, so so it's not. It, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched any of this Atlanta game. It, it didn't Desmond look Ritter didn't look any better. He did not look good. So um, they're going to be looking for a QB. Yeah, and, and we'll see if they get one. That's going to be the toughest yeah. part of all of this is they're not going to be picking super high. They have five wins? They have five wins, but yeah. they're, that's probably keeping them out of the top five at least. Yeah. They're, they're going to kind of team that probably has to roll the dice on like Anthony Richardson. Yeah, which doesn't make me doesn't make me feel great about this pick no. if that's the case. Um, but trade up too, though. All, all of that being said, he's still so young. He's still so athletic. And when you look at the positional scarcity, I can get the 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 wide receiver that I would take here at three will be the same caliber receiver I will take three or four picks from now. Hundred percent. I was I was hoping that Kyle Pitt was going to somehow slide to my mm-hmm. my next pick, just because I, I see the same thing that you see. He was the last of the guys that are like huge differentiators at their position. So I, I yeah, I would have picked him. In and I think well. if anything, as a dynasty player, this, you should almost be obviously if you're Kyle Pitts owner, you're not happy about this year whatsoever, but at the same time, like you probably had to took him pretty high. Your team wasn't a legit contender for the most part. Mm-hmm. But if anything, as a dynasty player, you should be somewhat happy because it opens a buy window for it Kyle does. Pitts. I've bought, I've bought Kyle Pitts three times during the course of the year this year. Uh, and two of them, where I got Kyle Pitts plus for Mark Andrews oh, for wow. teams that were trying to you know yeah, make yeah. a run. Yeah. Sure. And this was four or five weeks ago when Mark Andrews was playing well. Uh, obviously, I feel bad for the people that got Mark Andrews. And if you go back to late July, early August, just remember <coughs> the the fire out there on Kyle Pitts. Like oh he was a talk of the dynasty community. Like literally, the hardest player to acquire almost. All time, you know he, what I mean? he like, was in like the the easy. You start at three first round draft pick level, yeah, like yeah. boom, that's where he's at. And now you probably get him for like one two. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's and tight end premium. Like I know as crazy as it sounds, like there's a legit argument. Okay, Bijan Robinson, as good as he looks, as good as he will be, there's a lot of good running backs. Definitely even in his class, there's only one Kyle Pitts. Right. And it, and it and every year I've been doing this podcast for nine. Years, nine years, been playing fantasy football for 25 years. Every single year, this is the year the tight ends are going to step up a little bit. This is the year the tight ends are going to be step up a little bit. Nah. It's literally There's just Travis two. Kelsey and whoever wants to come along and play. Yep. This, you know, and before that, it was Andrews. Rob Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham. Yep. Yeah. Before that, it was, you know, it's two or three guys. It's two or three guys a year. Yep. And that's, that's it. it. So, like, to get one of those guys, it's why I'm so bullish on the position. It's why I draft so many of them. It's mm-hmm. so it's why I'm willing to overpay. It's why this offseason I'm going to do everything I can to go out there and acquire Kyle Pitts early in the season. I'm going to try and use my draft capital to use it. Well, I don't have a lot of draft capital. But for the ones <laughs> I do, try to get I'm going to use it. Then I'm going to try and get Kyle Pitts because there's a window here. And Dynasty Fantasy Football is about finding those windows to grab talent, right? Yep. No matter what it will be, whether the player did something they weren't supposed to do, whether they got injured or whether they're just in a bad overall scheme and system for that one year. Mm-hmm. These windows are few and far between. 
But when they open up, you have to jump in with both feet and see what you can do. And be willing to pay. Again, it's kind of where it came out to be where what an what a overpay today is an underpay tomorrow. Yep. That's where I got that slogan from is for moments like that. Where you can get Kyle, Kyle Pitts, Pitts and like, wow, you give a two Kyle Pitts, you didn't do anything last year. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm a sucker. Then five years from now, when he's a hundred points more than tight end two Greg Dulcich, um, you're you're gonna be extremely ecstatic. So I love that pick. I love the player, and you're right, Gary. I think this is a perfect opportunity to jump on him. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great pick here because you're getting such a rare commodity. And sometimes right. It's not about the best overall player. It's about supply and demand as well. Right. Right. And, and that absolutely plays into this. And tight end. So I'm back on the clock here, and I, I'm the same way. It's it's so hard for me to look at these running. I, I understand what you said with the receivers, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no difference between the guy I take here and possibly the guy four picks from now. The running back situation can be a little bit different here because you have Jonathan Taylor and Brees Hall, and they could be true difference makers, both on IR right, right. now. Um and I would, I, and I want to take one of these running backs, but I still can't pass up another guy who hopefully might have a buy window here. And I'm going to take Jalen Waddle. So I, I like these receivers. I probably go receiver here for the next couple of picks. But Jalen Waddle to me is still mm-hmm. a very special player. Last year, his rookie year is wide receiver seven overall. Uh, started this year off real hot. Has kind of died down a little bit these last couple of weeks. Tyreek right. Hill is absolutely on fire. Some of these cold weather games, but to me, Jalen Waddle is not only a fantastic piece now, but I still think he's a great long-term piece as well. hundred percent. He's such a dynamic player. He's, he's the kind of player that could easily, even with Tyreek Hill on his team, still be a wide receiver one for yeah. you. And anytime you can get a potential wide receiver one, you have to jump on those guys. And mm-hmm. they're under the age of 25. That's again, that's a dynasty unicorn, right? A, a, a wide receiver one, which is one through 12, that's under 25. Because other players, you plug and play for the next eight years on your roster, and you never worry about it. You never second guess it. You don't worry about their matchups. They're in there week in and week out. And that's where Jalen Waddle falls into that category. How about, how about this? I was watching, uh, I was just watching Red Zone Channel with my dad this past weekend, and the play where, where Waddle pulls away from the whole defense uh, and scores mm-hmm. a touchdown. Yep. My dad, who watches football, likes football, isn't he doesn't know the entire league like sure. we do. He's like, wow, who the heck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's Jalen Waddle. He's like, that dude's got another gear. I'm like, yeah, he does have another gear. I'm like, he's not as fast as Tyreek. Somehow. And, and that's... That's like where the list ends. Right. <laughs> like, oh, the people he's not as fast as. Um, yeah. So yeah, like that's it. Um, so so he has that kind of ability that just pops off the screen to anybody. I mean, right. it doesn't have to be somebody that follows the game as closely as us. That's Waddle is special. He has something that no one can teach. Is, is that top gear speed? And he's definitely not even a buy low because he's one of those players. It's funny because like if you amongst the dynasty community, you never hear about Jalen Waddle. Waddle really? Yeah, at you all. don't. You, you don't hear about him. But if you have him on your roster. You know exactly what you got, mm-hmm. yep. and good luck going. My my opinion would be like, good luck trying to go trade for him, right? Sure. Like he falls in that category. You're you're overpaying for Jalen Waddle, yep. but to me, those are kind of players. If I'm overpaying for anybody, it's not a running back. Obviously, a quarterback in Superflex. Obviously, yeah. Kyle Pitts, but it's a wide receiver under 25 that could be a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys I'm willing to overpay year in and year out because if I had to give up first in the future too, that's okay. Because I'm going to reap the rewards here on this player for way beyond 
those first round picks. So Jalen Waddle's my pick. All right, so I'm going to move on to my pick. You guys already see it. Yeah, I already see. Garrett it. was already laughing because I uh, threw it up the second so I put <laughs> the second the second he picked Jalen Waddle. I I threw C D Lamb up there as my pick. Um, this is like the last guy that I see on this list on the wide receivers that I can write in right now as a wide receiver one kind of for the next five, six, seven, eight, nine yep. years. And and you look at it and Jalen Waddles, you know, a good player in his second year. CeeDee Lamb's in his third year. CeeDee Lamb's actually six months younger than Jalen Waddle as well on top of that. So you get a little bit more age, uh, a little bit more longevity with a guy like CeeDee Lamb. Not that that matters, like six months doesn't really matter. But just to have that extra year in the NFL and for him to be younger is a little like cherry on the top for me. Mm-hmm. And CeeDee Lamb, I, I can't remember who had the stat on Twitter that I was reading, but he's one of only a handful of people. Uh, Justin Jefferson's one of them. CeeDee Lamb and one other player that have gone over a thousand yards for their first three years in total scrimmage yards. So he didn't do, you know, his rookie year was like 950 something receiving yards, but he had like 80 something rushing yards and he's been over a thousand yards receiving, including this year, every, every, you know, the, the past two years as well. So he's one of only like three players to do it consistently right out of the gate year, you know, year one, year two, year three. CD lamb is a guy that I think is, ascending and, and and he's already on pace he's he's like right at his numbers already from last year now and he's got you know three games left or whatever sure. so he's gonna far far uh, surpass his numbers from last year and he's just getting better and better i think it's it hasn't quite been the curve that we've seen you know from justin jefferson so a guy like cd lamb kind of gets left behind a little bit sure but he's still putting up very consistent yeah. wide receiver one numbers and he always is going to have a chance i think in this Dallas Cowboy attack to kind of be a guy that's in the conversation as wide receiver one who know I don't think he'll ever be the wide receiver one but he's going to get you mid range wide receiver one numbers pretty consistently I think. and he was somebody we were like at least I know I was I, I put out there when we were doing the, like how worried are you o meter and I was like I was, 10 10 I was 10 like I was super worried about him just about the effort he was putting in his hands his route running uh he's looked like everything I want him to look like since like almost since then you know so right. Um, uh, yeah, I was that's why I was between Jalen Waddle and CeeDee Lamb here, but I'll just say the guy who I feel like can get just the more explosive sure. player in totally. Jalen Waddle. But I mean, you can't go wrong. I'm with you, like, that's the last guy that I look at as as a hundred percent, like, not 99 percent, a hundred percent of franchise cornerstone. Like, everybody on the board that we picked right now is right about that. I think that's just about it for me for like a franchise cornerstone piece right. that I can see on my roster from start to finish his career. Like everybody else I could see, I can move. Definitely the run, running backs are always going to move. Sure. Like, I never want to have a running back and start a career unless I just don't get the value back. So Garrett, you're in the clock. Yeah, once again, it puts me in a spot where it's like another, t- like I keep getting the tear breaks. You're in a pickle. Uh, I am in a pickle. <laughs> uh, I have decided to take the first running back off the board. Uh, and it was really tough deciding which one I was going to take. But I actually ended up going with Brees Hall over Jonathan Taylor. Part of that was the years. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor's been in the league two more years than Brees Hall has. I get ACL injury. That can be a little bit scary. But they're not as scary as they once were. 
Um, most players make it back just fine to a similar level that they were than than they were at before, and we're even seeing J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, it took him took him a while, but he had I mean he had a messed up knee. All kinds of things were wrong, and he's starting to look like him his old self again. And even though he's not even at full strength, he's still producing like an RB one now in the fantasy playoffs. So I think we can can do the exact same thing um, with with Brees Hall. We're going to see him produce really well. We're going to see him. Uh, be used not only as a running in, in the running game, but as a receiver. We're talking about a guy that in two of his games this year, he had nine targets and 11 targets. So they were looking for him in the passing game, scored a touchdown in his last four consecutive games, uh, broke over 100 yards. And uh, he had 97 yards in his second to last game, 116 rushing yards a game before that. He had a 100 receiving yard game. Like he was just doing some very, very special things right out of the gate. And yeah. we don't, we haven't seen that as much from the running back position lately. A lot of these better running backs that we've seen takes them a little while to get eased into the season, maybe share some time with people or dealing with injuries or whatever. But like he came off right out the rip and he was a legitimate RB one for fantasy football. So it was sad that things ended the way they did, but if he would have continued the season, didn't even have to ascend anymore, just at a, the same pace that he was going, he would have probably been a top five or six running back, and we would be talking about how elite he was and how, you know, he might he might even gone over some of the people that we just drafted had he stayed healthy. So I as as much as there is a little bit of risk with it with it being a running back and with it being a guy that's coming off the ACL, I feel really good about Brees Hall. My current running back one overall. No. Until Bijan enters the league. No. Gonna be Bijan, Brees Hall. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we'll talk about some of the other guys here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can you can give me your list right now just so, you know, just just for fun. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I like the Brees Hall pick because, uh, like you said, he is a differentiator. He, he catches passes. And to me, he like I've, I've, I've said it before, I've comped him to like a um, Matt Forte type yeah. of back, and I, I do think that's going to be his kind of trajectory. And, and, you know, Matt Forte had – many seasons where he was catching a ton of passes and, and just kind of riding people to championships. So I think Brees Hall is that type of back and, and that type of difference maker. So I think this makes a lot of sense to, to pick him here. Yeah. And I'm even going to go over to prediction I'm going to go over there. Nice. I'm going to find Brees Hall and I'm probably going to buy a lot of shares because a little bit of a, you know, a lull, lull right now. Absolutely. People forget about these players that aren't playing and they, you know, the, the Creates buying windows, buying opportunities. Another player that I have bought, not just on Prediction Strike, but on my fantasy teams. But that's what you can do at PredictionStrike.com. You can go there. You can buy players just like they're, they're stocks, just like it's a stock market. Buy and sell. But you got you to time it right. You don't time it right, you're going to lose some money. But if you time it perfectly, you can make bank over at Prediction Strike. Go over there. Use promo code DYNASTY. That's right. Promo code DYNASTY. And you will get a free share of a player just for just just for signing up with the promo code. That's all you got to do. Just go there, receive a free share of a player, and uh, yeah, predictionstrike.com. Go get Brees Hall, man. Go get Brees Hall. Go get these rookies once we start talking about them. All that good stuff. Predictionstrike.com, promo code DYNASTY. All right, so I'm on the clock here. Tough spot. Uh, there's a lot of players. I love the trade down here. Uh, <laughs> if I couldn't. <laughs> I, I mean, will give like, you. But if I'm on the clock here and I'm looking here and it's just, you know, I had my first round pick. I'm looking. If this was a startup, I probably wouldn't go running back just because I don't like my first round pick to be a running back mm-hmm. in a dynasty startup. I, I really don't even like my second round pick to be a first round startup. But overall talent, if I'm looking at it this way, I'm probably still going to take Jonathan Taylor here. Uh, running back for the Colts. Still an 
a very special player. Um, offensive line was a little banged up. The whole quarterback situation didn't help him out this year. No. Uh, the team's still on the up, and Jonathan Taylor kind of took a hit for it this year. Um, just wasn't as dynamic as we want him to be uh, it, 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 as he was just last year. Just banged up all year. Yeah, so just banged up all year. Had the ankle, obviously on IR now. He's going to finish the year, not even as a running back two. He's currently running back 26 in PPR leagues. So not even a running back two. And and, and this is my this is literally my whole point of, like, why I don't like <laughs> taking running backs, right? Like, we we did a whole show on a couple of years ago, like, how hard it is to be a running back one more than once. Mm-hmm. No matter how, and, and a lot of times, it doesn't have to be the player. It's just injuries that, for the most part, eat this guy up. You're about to run him back one overall. Jonathan Taylor... Some people would take him 1-1 one, one in a startup. Now he won't even finish as a running back two this year. And he right. just now went on IR this week. So it shows you that how hard that is. And the reason I would take him here is because of what you said a little while ago, Garrett. Like, a lot of these receivers have the same tier. Mm-hmm. And I, and probably the guy I really want anyways, I could probably get when I pick again. Right. And I the odds of Jonathan Taylor being here are pretty slim. So... I know Jonathan Taylor has the talent to be the number one overall running back, even with B. John Robinson coming to the league, even with Brees Hall, even with Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. Jonathan Taylor is talented enough to be that one running back one overall. And the fact that Naheem Hines won't be there next year, and if we take another step in the passing game, it's just I want they need a quarterback, right? Until they get a quarterback, it's to be hard on Jonathan Taylor too, because you can stack the box. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to take an elite running back here, coming off of running back one overall year last year. Not a great year, but same thing with Kyle Pitts, right? Buying the dip a little bit here. So I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor. No, I, I like that pick. Um, I think it makes a ton of sense also. I mean, you 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 mentioned it, man, and, I, and I'm having the same kind of struggle here with the next pick. Um, do I go with one of these other guys? I mean, there are a couple of guys that potentially could be their wide receiver one on their team, but maybe we haven't seen enough out of them to go out and grab them. Or I could rip uh, Garrett's heart out and take Javante Williams right off from underneath him. And so, <laughs> so that's what I'm jostling with right now. <laughs> doesn't sound like you're jostling. Sounds like you've decided. It sounds like my cackle tells the whole story, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. You have a tell, Matt. Uh, and there's like three other running backs I would take over. <laughs> you've always been a Javante hater. I am not a Javante hater. You're a Javante hater. Um, you're just another it's, really good you're, running you're back. D, it's, it's DJ Moore for him as Javante for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll, mine's I'll, not your hairs. I, I guess I've gone far enough down this rabbit hole. I'm going to take him um, since we, you guys started a, a run <laughs> here. Javante Williams, um, obviously they they finally gotten rid of Melvin Gordon, <laughs> and I don't think Latavius Murray is long for the world here. Um, so Javante should be thirty two year old running backs. You don't invest in those. Should be coming back to a pretty good situation next year. Um, you know, granted if, if the knee's healthy and everything's all good. Right. Um, so I am going to go out on the limb and, and cross my fingers that everything's good. Obviously way too early to hear any sort of real solid news on, sure. on his recovery or anything like that. Um, but Javante Williams potentially coming back to a very good situation here, uh, with the, with the Broncos, I would think some sort of overall is going to happen with this offense in the off season. Sure. I, I don't think the head coach probably as well, the head coach will probably <laughs> be gone and we'll probably be looking at a whole new scheme. Um, but Javante Williams is the type of back, in my opinion, that that does everything well. Catches passes. He's one of the toughest runners, and great after contact. Um, it was kind of between him and Nick Chubb uh, while it, while he was healthy, uh, number one and number two um, after contact uh, running back. So Javante Williams, um, I'll let you wax some poetic uh, poetic yeah. words on him as well. Yeah, but. I mean the force missed tackles from yeah. from Javante Williams was just 
off the charts in college, off the charts in the pros. Uh, and he was still, he was still getting better. He was still learning. Right. You could tell he was getting better with, with, with reading, it's reading com- the whole converted linebacker. And, right. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, he was getting better and you're right. Being able to, to do things in the passing game. Uh, he, he became like even check down Charlie for, for Russell Wilson there for a little bit where he was getting seven, eight, nine reception. So everything was paving for this, this really good season. And, just, just the really, really unfortunate injury. But this is another player that maybe even more so than Brees Hall because he didn't have the rookie excitement behind him. It's easy to kind of forget how good he was. He's another player that you should go go back and watch a little bit of his tape again, and I'll remind you, like, oh shoot, this guy, this guy's really, really good with the football in his hands. So uh, I like the pick. I know Rich doesn't like the pick, uh, but I like the pick there. I like the player. Mm-hmm. I just forgot come up ACL and MCL injury. Um, who's not guaranteed to start the season next year. And I know it's, and it's such a short window for all uh, these running backs. I probably just after that, Jonathan Taylor pick, even Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor pick. I don't love to be honest with you. Um, I'd probably start swinging towards like, you know, the T Higgins right around there. I saw enough names on that list that I, that I wanted to rip Garrett's heart out and, and go ahead fair. and jump. Yeah. It. Very you, So you have you to know successful. You have to know who you're drafting with yeah. and, and kind of be able to jump them. Key strategy to yep. dynasty draft. Absolutely. That's why Pitts went third. Uh, okay. Um, I feel like every pick I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Every time. Right. You guys keep putting me in these spots. Meanwhile, they're all great players. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's not because they're, they're bad. Uh, it's just there's no, like, tiers here. They're all kind of one. You're looking tier. at six or seven players instead of, hey, yeah. I got two or three guys to all choose right. from right now. I'm going to swing for the fences here. <laughs> yes, do it. I'm going to take Garrett Wilson. Yes. That's, that's who I was going to take. That's who I was really? going to take if I didn't take. Is that why you were throwing T Higgins out there? Like, yeah, you could have had T Higgins. Like, <laughs> I was hundred percent going to take Garrett Wilson. And that's what I, that's why I mentioned. I see a couple guys that could be the number sure. one on their team. That's who I was referring to. Well, in the past seven games in the, in six of those seven games, Garrett Wilson, as a rookie has had 78 or more yards. He's been getting the targets. He's been finding the end zone. Uh, and it's not even a good passing offense and he's about to eclipse the 1000 yard mark yep. as a rookie like that we've been spoiled a little bit with some of these really good receivers but it's tough to cross a thousand yards as a rookie like there's a lot that goes into it there were some veterans on this team that were talented players i, I know Corey davis isn't who he used to be but still solid veteran uh, a, a young upside guy and elijah moore like there were hurdles for him to become number one guy it wasn't just going to be handed to him sure and he, he did it he ascended in a team that doesn't pass great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he ascended to the to the top of the depth chart, and we're seeing him win a myriad of ways. We're seeing him win with the jump ball. We're seeing him win yards after the catch. We're seeing we're seeing him win a lot. of We're seeing ways. him win the same way he won in college. Exactly, and, and that does not always translate exactly one to one to the NFL. Certain special players, it does, and Garrett Wilson's doing and, it. And man. there is a reason that he was the number one receiver in his class coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. He was for most people the number one receiver on the board. Uh, coming out of college, I know Drake London ended up getting taken a little bit higher, but you know, I think the three of us, I think we were all unanimous in he's our wide receiver one. Yep. Uh, you know, I know London was close there for a little bit, but he he's just such a talented player. And look, would it have been maybe a tad bit safer to take T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., Amon Ra? Like those guys probably are a little bit safer, but I don't see a scenario where Garrett Wilson isn't at worst a solid wide receiver too. Worst case scenario. Worst case. But the ceiling is he's, I mean, you look at size profile, you look at how they play. 
similar to a Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson style guy. He's 100%. A, he's wide receiver one potential. Yes. Um, the word's potential, but like <clears throat> he's the kind of player when you watch him play, um, it, it's my favorite way to like draft players. Honestly, it's, I don't need to read all the stats. I don't need to read about all these deep analytics about breakout age and what he does on this. Like you watch Garrett Wilson and you're like, this guy you can play is an elite football player. Yep. And elite football players put up a lot of fancy points. And that's what I see with Garrett Wilson. And yep. for what he's doing his rookie year <coughs> makes me very excited about where he's going to be in 2024. And obviously he's a quarterback to pan out too, but like I'm really excited to see where I'm really I wish I knew where Garrett Wilson would be in the overall ranks in dynasty ranks in 2024 because I feel like it's going to be really high. Yeah. Oh, he's, and, I think he's gonna be a top three or four guy. Yeah, I think he's I think he's that good. He he's he's that good. Yep. And just just watch him play football. I don't need. I know he's only averaging on, on a per game basis like a little over thirteen points per game. Nothing crazy. Not gonna blow your mind. Still as a rookie, as a rookie, with the quarterbacks, with, you know, his quarterbacks been Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White. Right. So, and, and it, kind of same thing like we talk about like the Jim Moore and we're just Jefferson safe. Some people are just bulletproof. Garrett Wilson looks like a bulletproof. He's going to find a way to win no matter who's and throwing him the football. I think like I think he hit the nail on the head. His worst case scenario is a wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. His and, ceiling's a wide receiver one. And I think what makes him bulletproof is what your point is. He can win more than one way. So he doesn't need he doesn't need a certain kind of quarterback throwing him the ball. He can win if it's if the guy can just dink and dunk. He'll he'll take a little crossers and and go run after the catch. Right. If it's a guy that likes to get downfield, he'll go and get the ball. He'll go up and get the ball over guys. He he can win and still in so has many one of the most ways. incredible catches I ever saw in that game against Clemson. Uh, where I mean, he was—he looked like he was floating. Yeah, he was nuts. I, I mean, the visual was like it, his his legs, <laughs> his feet were up. I think his shoulder it was, I mean, it was insane. It's his number one attribute. Yeah. Is, his jump ball skills yep. are yeah. second to none. Uh, right. He's that good. So I love that pick. And Garrett Wilson was one of the guys. Like, how high can I take Garrett Wilson? Yeah. Uh, Ken Twiles trying to push T. He can see that's where going to go. <laughs> so for so, me, what I'm looking at here, like I'm debating between uh, two guys, and that's T. Higgins and Michael Pittman Jr. For me. And I know the community is probably going to go T. Higgins, a guy that averages 16 points per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good receiver. Love T. Higgins. I know you can have, you know, I took Jalen Waddell. He's the second fiddle of Tyreek Hill. So, like, the thing with them is they have a good running back, Joe Mixon. They have Jamar Chase. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the Bengals come away with, like, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Like, they can use good. a really good tight end there to, for the offense for another mouth to feed, right? Or they they sign Mike Kosicki. You know, something along those lines. So, I'm actually going to go Michael Pittman Jr. over T. Higgins. And I I said earlier in the show, he's somebody that will end up being the next Mike Evans, right? The guy who's consistently a wide receiver one that nobody really wants because he's not a giant playmaker, right? But Mm -hmm. he's he's a big body receiver. He's out there all the time. I I mentioned outside of quarterback, he plays the most snaps. 96% of the team snaps he was on there only as good as up there with DJ Moore and Justin Jefferson. That means something to me. He's somebody that is on a bad team with not a good quarterback. He's producing. He's only wide receiver 20 now, but he's eighth in the league in targets with 121. 
So he's right behind uh, Deontay Johnson, who's got 123. And Deontay Johnson's probably another good buy low, who's currently wide sure. receiver 29 because of the quarterback situation. But his targets are there. Like Deontay Johnson just dis- disappeared. Everybody's talking about George Pickens. He's seventh in the league in targets. Michael Pittman is eighth in the league in targets. There's not a lot of competition out there with him. You know, Paris Campbell's a free agent. They got Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to be the focal point of that passing offense and targets equal fantasy football points. That's the difference between him and T Higgins. Like I know Michael Pittman's getting those targets no matter what right. T Higgins. Yeah. There's going to be game flows that go for him. Then it'll be game flows that are mostly Jamar chase, but odds are Jamar, Jamar chase is going to be the number one look in those, in that offense. 85% of the time, 80%, you know, 75% of the time, whatever number you want to put onto it. So, I love getting a team's wide receiver one that can produce. And I think Michael Pittman's still talented enough to go into year three, hopefully with a stable quarterback, the really ele- year four, mm-hmm. elevate his game to another level. So still on the Michael Pittman bandwagon train. Absolutely. I know in the beginning of the year, we're talking about players who could enter that next echelon this year. And Michael Pittman was on that list, like him and CeeDee Lamb. We thought Matt Ryan had a little more in the tank as we well did. as the offensive line. We thought had a little more in the and tank. CD, yep. And, and CeeDee Lamb did that. Michael Pittman did not. Does not mean I no longer believe. I right. still feel exactly the way I did before. And if anything, I know that he's he's the guy. Like the one thing this year showed me is that Michael Pittman's the guy in Indianapolis. He's gonna Absolutely. get a long term contract soon. He'll be the number one guy. He's gonna make big time money, and you're gonna get that safety net of him being the guy. So for me, it's Michael Pittman Jr. And from a points per game basis, they're very similar. Thirteen point nine for Pittman, thirteen point seven for T. Higgins. Um, so I don't think you could go wrong. I think either way there, but you are sure. getting the guy there. So I think that's a good pick there. Um, where obviously T Higgins has got to compete for targets. Um, so this is, this is putting me now in a, in a very odd, I think spot here, because there are some guys that are probably lower down that who knows, they, they, they potentially have the higher upside than a guy like T Higgins, but I feel like it would be criminal to kind of let him fall any further. So I think, I think T Higgins is going to be my pick here and he would have been mine. Had you not. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just, he is that special that he can produce as the second option in the offense. And at times he is the first option. You know what I mean? So, so they, it's not like the traditional, this is Jamar chase is the number one T Higgins is the number two and all the looks are going Jamar chase's way you know, 90% of the time, that's, that's not the way the Bengals operate. It's, it is a one a and one B Jamar chase is the one a, but T Higgins is a really high B. (laughs) He's like a B plus, you know what I mean? Like one B plus the number one receiver on half the NFL teams. Yes. He he very easily would. And it's a high, it's a high enough volume passing offense that he's still very fantasy relevant. Like, like I was saying before, he, he, you know, 13.7 points per game. And I think he's sitting at, Wide receiver, where's he at? T. Higgins, 16? 15 right now. So, I mean, is solid uh, high-end wide receiver, too, right there that you're getting. And at this point, I, I mean, I like that, and, and I'm going to leave a little bit of meat on the bone here at the wide receiver position for somebody I know that you love because I've screwed you enough, <sighs> Garrett. And if you want him, you can have him. There, There is definitely somebody at the wide receiver position I love. There's a running back that I love too, so that's what makes it really tough. Uh, so that's that's where I'm really struggling back and forth. I'm gonna probably take the safe play, okay? And I'm gonna go Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown has been. Uh, he was a guy that I, I really liked coming out, and I felt so 
confused when he fell uh, to day three. He was a fourth round pick. And I was like, man, I, I must have really missed that evaluation or something. Because I go back through and I'm, I'm watching stuff and I was now he looks really, he looks really good. <laughs> he still like, looks really good. I don't know. And not that I'm bulletproof. I definitely have my misses. Don't get me wrong. But it just felt like he should have been at least a round and a half higher. Like, I really thought he was going to be a late second to early third round guy. And, you know, he fell to the fourth. But he fell to a situation where this was a team that was in desperate need of somebody to come in and be the alpha. And traditionally, the alpha is not a guy that lines up in the slot. Uh, although more teams are doing that. They're lining up some of their best players in the slot. But it's, I mean, he is a true slot receiver when you look at size and build and things like that. He really is a slot receiver. But he has been, I mean, just unreal. He finished his his rookie campaign absolutely on fire. He's once again about to cross 1,000 yards this year. Six touchdowns despite missing some time uh, earlier in the year with some injuries. Uh, missed basically two games uh, with or three games basically uh, with injuries. So he, he was in for two of them, but he didn't play at all. Uh, so with, with missing three games and still about to cross a thousand yards, six touchdowns, the targets are unreal. Insane. Just Jared yeah. Goff is always looking for him. I mean, just the past few games, 10, 12, nine, 10, like he's always getting the looks and he always seems to be open. And this is an ascending offense. And it was eight, 11, nine, right, 10 right. before that. So <laughs> yeah. it's not even like just the past four games. It's yeah. like the past eight games. Yeah. We're not even it's like insane. cherry picking. You know. Uh, he's just, he's always open. He always makes the play. He's always consistent. And is he going to be as sexy as Justin Jefferson? No, he's never going to be that guy. He's never, you know, he's never going to have the build of Julio Jones. He's never going to like, he's never going to be one of those guys. But when you're talking about a consistent producer that you can put as your wide receiver two, and there'll be a lot of times he'll give you wide receiver one numbers. Mm -hmm. That's Amon Ross St. Brown. So there were other players that attempted that tempted me here, but he was just so safe. I think he was a, a, a safe, smart pick that will be fantastic on my team for years to come. I think, again, any player we talk about here is it's a good pick, right? Mm-hmm. I probably would have went Chris Olave here mm-hmm. only because, yeah, I'm on Russell Brown's been great, but Jamison Williams will be back next year. Sure. And they spent a real, they traded a lot up to go get him. Uh, he's a dynamic player. So odds are he'll probably turn into the number one look here, too. And Olave kind of goes back to that, like, all the receivers on that team are old. They're all free agents. Olave's looked absolutely fantastic in this offense, better than even I thought he would look. Um, <coughs> so it just goes back to that, like, target share, number one guy sure. on his team. But, again, I'm on a race to Brown. You can't beat it. Send an offense. Hopefully Jared and, Goff's there a little bit longer. And assuming well. it's Jared Goff, that's even better for Amon Ra because yes. he he will probably still lead the team in targets. Now, Jameson Williams will get the bigger plays and the long touchdowns mm-hmm. and things like that, but I still think he's going to have a very healthy target share, even with Jameson Williams. Once there. Jared Goff figures out that he can't out, out underthrow him or oh, overthrow yeah. him, maybe. He had him wide open oh, for a touch. They're 1A, 1B for me. Like, Alave, Amon Ross St. Brown, like, there's, there's like, and they're pretty really, close. Really close. Like, player-wise, they're even very similar, too. So, sure. um Great pick. So let me recap these picks for you. Let's do it. It went Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddell, CeeDee Lamb, Brees Hall, Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, Garrett Wilson, Michael Pittman Jr., T. Higgins, Amon Rase Brown. Uh, like it's going to be hard to like even argue in a startup some of those guys. Yeah. Right? Like 
there's not a lot of guys you would kind of go in there and be like, oh, man, I'd really think, uh, like, if you did a startup and those were the first 12 picks, you wouldn't have a lot of argument. Like, A.J. Brown would be in that category, sure. obviously. Metcalf, we'll jump in there. DJ Metcalf. Um, DK Metcalf or would be that. DJ, DJ. <laughs> DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Tyree Kills, Stephon Diggs, like, right around there. But for the most part, that's the first round. I mean, it's why we do this show, because we're just talking about, like, the top-tier young guys, because that's – Dynasty fantasy football, right? They hold precedent above most mm-hmm. everybody else. So that's our top 12. That's our pick. It's been an absolute pleasure talking Dynasty fantasy football for with you guys for the last 12 months or 2022. Yeah. Uh, as we all know, the seasons come and go. So I know 23 is right around the corner. Right there. It's coming but up. we'll blink and we'll be in the same spot talking about 24. And yep. Caleb Williams and... Yep. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. Whoa. being the best wide receiver prospect we've seen ever. How high will we go? Yeah. You know, so um, it's been a pleasure. It's been a blast. I hope you've been help in 2022. I hope to get better in 23. Absolutely. And take it to another level. We have a lot of things planned in ner- for nerds, whether it be mm. tools um, or the website. A lot of things in the, in, in the hopper. So it's been fun. I hope everybody has a very happy holiday, no matter what holiday you celebrate or anything, just stay warm. And yes. of course, no matter, no matter what holiday, I hope you have a very happy new year with your loved ones. And I hope that 2023 could be better than your 2022, no matter how good it was. Well said, my friend. Um, I, you, nef- you left nothing on, yeah, on the bone it. for us. Yeah, good job. That, nor- normally we get to like chuckle over something. You, you delivered that smooth and you yeah. know, it's nice. Yeah. See you uh, in two weeks. Adios.